Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. Welcome back to uh, the Recovery Guy podcast. I hope your day is going well. I hope you um, had a good three-day weekend. If you had a three-day weekend, if you had a two-day weekend, I hope that was nice as well. And if you worked, I hope you made a lot of money. Either way, I want to find you um, happy and enjoying this life that you have been given. And if you're not, um, please reach out to me and let me know and let me know how I can encourage you to extract the most out of life that we can go through this life, as we say in AA, uh, happy, joyous, and free. Hey, today's podcast, uh, you know, if you don't know, if you listen to me enough, you you are aware. I love movies, uh, shows, nature, relationships. I draw so many comparative examples from the things I experience and uh, and, and enjoy during uh, during the course of my life. Um, I don't have to look for things to sit and chat with you about. I, I see them in just in the normal course of living. And uh, as a person who lived disconnected for so long, uh, I find a connection in many very things. Um, because I started living disconnected uh, even before uh, alcohol and drugs uh, became a regular problem for me when I was 18 years old. I started drinking and using when I was 14, and by the time I was 18 years old, I I knew that was going to be my life path. Um, I wouldn't have admitted it to you at that time because, of course, that would have taken admitting there was a problem, right? And you never admit a problem if you're not ready to apply a solution. <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. Uh, so why own something you're not ready to uh, take responsibility for? Uh, today's podcast is called When We Build It, It Will Come. And I was thinking about the movie Field of Dreams. Have you have you ever seen the movie? Uh, fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it for the first time. I'm a huge Kevin Costner fan, so um, I absolutely love it. Uh, and if you haven't watched Yellowstone, uh, watch Yellowstone. It's just Kevin Costner uh, at at his very best. Anyway, it's a 1989 movie, and Kevin plays the role of Ray Kinsella, and Ray is an Iowa corn farmer, and it's him and his wife and their little girl, and there are so many things to learn from this movie. I'm just going to touch on one of them. There's a there's an exchange between. Ray Kinsella and his father, John, who shows up as a ghost or a spirit in the movie. And and I won't give you all the background again. You're going to have to watch the movie or rewatch it. But in the movie, there's an exchange between John and Ray. And, and John says, is this heaven? And Ray says, 
it's Iowa. And John says, Iowa, I could have sworn this was heaven. And then Ray looks at John and says, is there a heaven? And Ray and John's response was, oh, yeah. It's the place where dreams come true. And Ray looks back at his father, John, and says, maybe this is heaven. It's very impacting. I'm, I'm very emotional. Uh, I would do anything for another conversation with my dad. And, and Ray gets this opportunity in this movie, and it's really quite impacting. And I, and I hope you have a chance to watch it. But isn't that what recovery is? Isn't recovery the place where dreams come true? Isn't recovery about coming in with little to no hope, living a a shattered life, obviously some more shattered than others, and then realizing there is another way? And we meet people who have and are traveling that path to show us what that other way is. Since our addiction was about living uh, a hell on earth, our recovery is about a heaven on earth. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, we live that dissociated, disconnected, discontent, discouraged, despaired, all the D words you can find, disillusioned, disheartened, and now we come into this new life. While wandering in a cornfield, and this is the whole premise of the movie, Ray Kinsella hears a strange whisper And the whisper is, if you build it, he will come. If you build it, he will come. Now, it's making the reference to his dad, John. But you know what? There is someone inside us. The the he or the she, the person that we are, that has been trapped so long believing the lie that we were someone who came from nothing, was a nothing, and was always going to be a nothing. Are are you building your recovery or are you merely a person who stopped drinking or using drugs or or someone who just simply stopped engaging in a negative behavior? And here is why this question is so important. For many years, you and I lived in a negative life of despair we built. And if we don't build a new house or a new recovery to live in, 
we really stand a good chance of going back to the old house. And we call that relapse. This has been my experience. One of the most fabulous things about being in recovery for the decades that I have been blessed to be in recovery is that we have a a rather large sample set. You know, in the beginning, I had to draw off of other people's experience because I didn't have much experience in this thing called recovery. But after 34 and a half years of day in, day out, doing the best I can to completely give myself over to God as I understand God and following this plan of recovery, I have a very large sample set. I've seen a lot in my time. I've made mistakes. I've had incredible victories. And my sample set tells me that if we don't build a new house, if, if we don't build it, it won't come. And again, we stand a good chance of going back to the old house. And that's just the way it is. I hope that is not true for you. I hope that you find something, whatever you're looking to recover from, whatever you're looking to find hope for, I hope that your journey has already begun, that it begins today, and if it has already begun, that it is strengthened by the time that we spend together. Here are five things that I think we need to consider when rebuilding or, for some of us, building, however you want to frame it. These will all be in the notes, so don't worry about copying these down now as you're driving or engaged in you know, f- uh, making your famous uh, uh, lasagna or whatever you're doing. I love to cook. I, I love to create in the kitchen. Uh, One of the greatest things I do is spend time in my kitchen and all the years in the restaurant business I was in. And and Laura Laura and I really enjoy preparing for dinner parties and doing different things. I love taco bars and and, uh, it's just a great thing for me. Uh, So a lot of times I listen while I'm doing those things. So no matter how you're listening, I'm glad you're listening. And don't worry about taking the notes. We'll uh, let you copy them down later. But here are the five things I think we need to consider when rebuilding. Number one, and this may be more important to you um, if this is your first go-round or if you've relapsed and you're coming back. Uh, Number one, believe with all that we are, with all that we are, that the previous building is not for us. It's almost like giving ourselves an eviction notice or condemning the property. It is now uninhabitable. Does that make sense? 
believe with all that we are that the previous building is not for us. The next thing I recommend that we do is to stay close to those who have built their own field of dreams. Find and stay close to those who have built their own field of dreams. Use, number three, use what they did as an initial blueprint for you. Use what they did as an initial blueprint for you. Number four, be open to making and correcting mistakes. Got to be open. Number five, understand that building this field of dreams is a lifelong process. Now, let's let's dig a little bit deeper into some of these things. And I, I dug a little bit on number one, but I'm going to dig a little bit deeper, then we'll cover these uh, as we go through, and then we'll close out this podcast. Again, when we build it, it will come. You have to believe that. You have to rely on people like me and others who have built it, and it did appear. I have some incredible relationships today. One of the, one of the greatest is with my oldest daughter, Kathleen. We get along so well, and there's such an incredible love between her and me. And even my daughter, Carol, one of the other daughters that I walked out on, it's just remarkable. It's amazing. And I know I share a lot with you, but I want you to know this can be built. And we were left in ashes. We were left in ruins. And, and just today, there was a, a little social media post that she had done. And she had commented on, on this post. And, and I commented back and let her know how incredibly proud of her that I am. And the example I believe her to be as a mom and as a wife and this incredible family she's built, in, in spite of tremendous obstacles, me being that obstacle. And, and she said, thanks, Dad. I love you. And that is an example of what can be built. I, I had to admit that the previous building that caused me to be the person that would walk out, I was that guy. I abandoned my wife and children in favor of my addiction. (laughs) If you understand what a first step is, admitted we were powerless over alcohol and our life had become unmanageable. Trust me when I tell you that was at the top of my list in terms of understanding my powerlessness and and inability to manage my, my own life. So I had to know that that previous building that would cause a man to do that was not for me. So important to understand that. 
that might be the most important thing we do is understand that the building that we were residing in is now condemned. That's why it's so important to know that there's no place else for us to go other than recovery. We cannot go back because going back would be to die. There's no place to go back to. It's being condemned. It will be torn down and destroyed. And if we are in it, we will be destroyed as well. Number two, I love that there are so many people in recovery. If, if you don't find people out there that you can stay close to who have built their own field of dreams, it just means you're not looking. And I know some of you might say, well, this person, that, and I can't get along. And you know what? I call BS. I got to call you out on that. That has been the last thing from my experience. Now, there might be people who we get along with better, but I guarantee you, I could walk into the Salt Lake City Alano Club, any any club, whether I know people or not, South Davis Alano Club, um, up in Bountiful, I can go down to Orem, I can go anywhere in the country, and I can find people who have built their own field of dreams And I could ask them, how did you do it? And they would tell me. So please do not suffer from terminal uniqueness and suggest to me or to yourself, especially to yourself, that you can't find people and you can't stay close to them because that is not even close to being true not even close. Number three, I love the, the, the sharing is caring cliche. And, and going back to every biblical principle of certainly every monotheistic religion of the world that understands God as the creative, universal, unilateral, omnipresent power talks about sharing. That's what we do. Discipleship, right? As a Christian, if you come to know Christ as your Savior, you fall under, we become a disciple of someone else so they can teach us and train us so we can teach and train. And our life can be an example to others just as others, their life has been an example to us. So one of the great things is especially with Steve Matthews and uh, just a just a great, great friend of mine. And I'd learned so much from him along the way in my journey. And, and from people like Buddy and Eddie and Jack and Slow Will, it's like, I don't know how to do this. And they say, let me show you what I did, right? Even baked into the cake in the preamble of Alcoholics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that we might solve our common problem and to help others to recover from alcoholism. Even again, the 12th step, if you're familiar with it, it's having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. You know, then we go carry this message, 
right? And to practice these principles in all our affairs. What's the principle? The principle is getting well and then sharing with others. There is a way we have discovered a common solution on which we can absolutely agree, as it says on page 17 of the big book, and join in brotherly and harmonious action. It even talks about, it's like a great liner where we're steerage to captain's table. So from the bottom of the ship to the top of the ship, we are encouraged to share with each other. Find that person to stay close to who has built their field of dreams. Know that yours can't be lived in anymore. Then upon finding them, find out what they did and use it as an initial blueprint for you that was so important for me. Then I think the next thing that is really important is I need to be open to making and correcting mistakes. This is this is so critical because we have a tendency to be our own worst enemy when it comes to being critical of ourselves. Unfairly you know, in the beginning, when we're not going to be in recovery, we have a tendency to um, make light of what we're doing, and we don't want to take responsibility. So we're not that critical of ourselves in terms of things we're trying to build. We're, we're critical of ourselves that keep us in bondage as a hostage to our behavior or our substance. But when we are moving forward, and adopting this blueprint and seeing how it fits in our life so that we can sort of rewrite it and make it our own, right? We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We just might have to change a spoke here or there along the way to make sure the ride fits us. But I need to be open to making and correcting mistakes because I will make them. So know that going in. But I make a mistake. I'm not a mistake. I am a purpose. So be open to making that. Look for them. Look for the opportunity to learn from things that we didn't do good at all or things that we just want to improve on. But I need to be open to that. It's really an opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn and to grow. And I learned so much along the way. I learned as much from things. Actually, you know what? I learned more from the things I don't do well than with the things that I do well. Number five, I understand that building this field of dreams is a lifelong process. This is so important in terms of endurance. This is an endurance race. This is a marathon of marathons. And the most wonderful thing about that is I get to pace myself. And and the greatest reason for this is because I can never view recovery as a destination. How many of us 
and this is a rhetorical question. I will not put a question mark at the end of it. How many of us got to our place in calling out for help, our place to where we started recovery? How many of us got there overnight? None. Do you ever hear of an overnight sensation? I'm sure you have. But you know what? I've never met an overnight sensation. My, my friend uh, Thomas uh, Polychuk, wonderful musician. You can find him on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Follow this cat. He's a brother in recovery and uh, what a good guy. He uh, is in a committed relationship. They've got one child getting ready to have another. Very inspirational person, and I love him dearly. Uh, Thomas has music, and he practices and rehearses and produces and dubs and puts out these wonderful tracks. Uh, when Thomas gets famous, one day you will not hear of him, and the next day you will. <laughs> Do not mistake that for him being an overnight success. He is currently building his field of dreams, and he's decided that it is a lifelong process. And so it is for you and me. And again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That is the beauty and the joy of recovery. You know, going back to Kathleen and Carol, uh, it took a long time to destroy those relationships with them. And it took a few years for us to get to where we are today. And as good as we are today, I have every reason to believe that we're going to be better tomorrow and, and next week and next year because that's just how those things go. You know, we are blessed to be in this thing called recovery. And I hope you like these five things. You know, of course, there, there are many other things we can do. But if, if we can do at least these five things... Uh, we will have a good day and a good stay. Remember, when we build it, it will come. I want to thank you so much for taking the time with me today. Go to recoveryguide.org, download my podcasts and my, my blogs and sign up to get more information on what we're doing with our uh, recovery movement. Follow me on Instagram, uh, recovery underscore guy. Go to the recovery guy on Facebook. Follow me there. Uh, let me know what I can do to help encourage you along the way. I love being in front of this microphone with you. What a great avenue it is for me to share my experience strength and hope with you. And, and thank you for all of those who get back to me to share your victories that are embedded in your experience, strength, and hope. And when we build it, it will come. And is this heaven? No, it's recovery. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and I hope you have a blessed day.